Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Well, Freak Nation, we've got one more week coming up on Sunday with the Daytona 500 where we're going to see can Denny Hamlin finally work his way to a championship for the first time in the NASCAR Cup Series? Is he the main ingredient? Is he the main character going into the 2024 season for the NASCAR Cup Series and that championship? If you're watching the Netflix show, uh, yeah, Denny Hamlin is your main character. If you watch The Clash last Saturday night, wait, hold on, Saturday night before mm-hmm. last, you see that he is the main character. Well, is it going to happen this year? We'll get into that, Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Richard C. Suave, coming up in the show. Mendes is going to be special. The greatest ever on two wheels. I'm talking bicycles. I'm talking supermoto, supermotocross, motocross. Supercross, the greatest driver, rider ever, the GOAT, Ricky Carmichael, will be here in the Freak Nation. Statman, will you be able to contain yourself once you get (laughs) uh, Ricky Carmichael here in the Freak Nation, buddy? Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, hey, everything else works fine, so Ricky Carmichael should be the GOAT. All right. So basically, yeah, let's just reiterate what you said, Kenny. Yeah. Any person in the history of persons that has put thrown their leg over a motorcycle of any sort, drag racing, road racing, dirt racing, flat track, nobody has better stats than Ricky Carmichael. I mean, that's stunning. That is absolutely stunning. He is better stats, but you have to understand that. I got to give leave some room for uh, JS seven like for uh, James Wait, Stewart. James is my dude, you know. Well, absolutely, I, mean, I love Ricky, but James is my dude. Absolutely, but the numbers speak for themselves. Yes, but James is an amazing hey, writer. Obviously, listen, Ricky Carmichael's got better numbers than Van- Valentino Rossi, mm-hmm. Matt Mladen. I could go mm-hmm. on and on. Regardless, dude is going to spend spend some time with us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, we're going to have to kick him out of here, I think. So Ricky Carmichael will be here in the Freak Nation. Also, Supercross ran in Glendale or Phoenix, Arizona on Saturday night. We'll have that for you. But a couple things I'd like to hit before we get into Kyle Larson and his test run at mm. Phoenix International Raceway. That was all the talk last week. And it's still a lot of people talking about what they what he did or didn't do at Phoenix International Raceway, Phoenix International Raceway, or Phoenix Raceway. It's not international anymore, right, Crasher? It's international. Okay. Yeah. PIR. It's PIR. Come on. Uh, dude almost he, he almost spun uh, at, at PIR, and we'll get into that conversation with uh, Kyle Larson. He'll be here coming up in moments. But some things I'd like to hit for this first segment are the leading stories going into this weekend with Daytona. I don't want to rehash the hashless. When it comes to the clash with them moving it 
what Saturday before last to Saturday night instead of Sunday, ratings were still decent mm-hmm. for them having to pivot and make that move. You compare them to the NFL Pro Bowl or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays, uh, ratings weren't half bad compared to that even. And again, that went from Fox to FS1. Oh, right. Good point. Right? And still and, got a million and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clash showing strength in numbers when it came to uh, a Saturday night broadcast on FS1. You got the Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. I mentioned Denny Hamlin. Is he the lead story going into this weekend? Can the dude finally get himself a championship? There was also some numbers on NASCAR.com that I found fascinating crash that in Suave. And it had to do with drivers that won in 2022, but didn't win in 2023. For obvious reasons, Chase Elliott, five wins in 2022, but in 2023, his best finish was Second, his average overall finish was 13th. Alex Bowman with a win in 2022. And again, third, twice in 2023. His average finish last year, 17.2. We know that he had some issues, some health issues. Chase Briscoe, Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace. All those dudes won in 2022, didn't win in 2023. Do any of those cats have a shot at it in 2024? All those names that I rattled off, none of them bite me in the backside thinking, yeah, they got a shot for 2024. Granted, we haven't even run the Daytona 500 to this point, but those are some names that carry a whole lot of money and sponsorship on the side of the cars to be sitting 21st, 20th, 19th, 15th overall in 2023 crash. That's the story of NASCAR, though. Once your engineers, once your crew chiefs, once everybody figures out the car. Remember, in 2022, that was a new car. That's one of the many reasons why parity was at a premium. But the teams figured it out in the offseason post-2022. So 2023, like always, with pretty much any sport, the cream rises. Rises to the top, and the same guys with the good crew chiefs, with the good engineers, they were in the winner's circle. Not saying that Elliot didn't have that, but there's a there's a number of factors that go into that. Chase will, I believe, find winner circle again, but that's one of the reasons why parity dropped off. Let me throw a wrench in this thing. Uh, we've talked about numbers. I want to throw a little uh, personality issue at when he celebrated the win at the end of the chase. Hamlin got out of the car and the people were booing him, and he said, "That's okay. I beat your favorite driver." Now, if he is going to take the role of the villain for this year, is that going to be something, one, that fits his personality, and two, fits the personality of the what the fans want? And three, is that going to be enough to get him a championship? I would say because Jamie Little arguably baited him into saying that because he has said it in the past, I would say, yes, it's something NASCAR wants, and yes, it's something the fans want. Does it fit his personality? I would agree. Yes, it does in that as well. Is Denny Hamlin the next Dale Earnhardt Sr. in terms of personality, not in terms of championships or wins, but in terms of personality? Potentially. Statman, look at this for me. Kevin Harvick is now in the booth with Fox. And Kevin Harvick was, for many reasons, or excuse me, for many years, the a-hole, carrying the a-hole flag in the NASCAR Cup Series. He softened up the last several years. Uh, there's a place for for Denny Hamlin now. He's the old guy in the series. I mean, Joey Logano is part of that old group. Remember wow. when Joey Logano was sliced bread, white bread, or whatever the hell, sliced when Tony bread. Stewart was going after the guy? <laughs> Joey Logano is now part of the old guard. Denny Hamlin is part of the old guard. I Embrace it, bro. 
Sell, punch tickets, embrace it, yeah. be the a-hole. But I, I think the, the issue is whether or not know. that's enough to get a championship. I, if he's worried, look what it did for Kyle Busch when he played the villain role and ended up having to change teams because he lost the sponsorship support. So, uh, yeah, I don't Is that what is going to be necessary? Update, I'm glad you mentioned I beat your favorite driver's time, man, because he tweeted out this week and mentioned on his podcast that he said, and I quote, the I beat your favorite driver era is over. And he went on to mention one of the reasons why is because his dad told him (laughs) to stop doing it. (laughs) So maybe, maybe that's Richie, that's excellent because maybe he, Maybe he doesn't have the personality to stand up on his own and make a decision for himself. He's a team owner. He wins races. Maybe he's not mentally strong enough, and I hate to say that because that implies a bunch of other things. But to be a champion, you know this, Kenny, to be a champion, you have to stand up and say, I'm better than everybody else. I've got the ratings to prove it. I can beat everybody that's standing out there. And if you want to try me, come on. And I don't know that Hamlin has got that. I am so surprised that Statman has not jumped into his combination move that he likes to go with (laughs) when he goes with the Carl Edwards versus Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart had the wherewithal and the fortitude to get in Carl Edwards' head, whatever year that was, 2006. To, 2006, to do what all he could do to get in Carl Edwards' head to prevent Carl Edwards, who was about to run away with a championship. Nope, Tony Stewart put an end to that. Does Denny Hamlin have the fortitude, the huevos, every other metaphor that I want to drop in there, to, again, get back to Statman's conversation? Is this enough for him to win it? I'm not sure how these younger drivers are going to handle somebody trying to get in their head. If he does proceed with this, I beat your favorite driver, villain, black hat type attitude. It's kind of tongue in cheek for me. Kyle Busch, he had that black hat wired to his head. He was an a-hole. You believed it. The booze, <laughs> the cynicism was real. You could cut it with Freak Nation, I didn't say that. Well, I I from and I, listen, I loved every minute of it. I have a different opinion on it than Statman. I, I, I don't care if you are a legitimate a-hole or you're pretending to be an a-hole. I, we just need a-holes in motorsports. We yeah. do. My goodness. We were considered need- a-holes for many years as speed freaks because of the questions that we asked and the things that we wanted to know. And that's why people would either gravitate towards us or keep us out the door because they perceive us to be that black hat wearing radio and TV show. Wired to our heads. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of people who get fired up over one driver and it seems to point towards the positive, it's Kyle Larson. Uh, The Kyle Larson haters are already saying he's paying too much attention to IndyCar. Okay. whatever but kyle larson made a whole lot of news last week at phoenix international raceway by testing the indycar there at pir this after he tested at ims last year uh, rookie orientation something that they right crasher Mm -hmm. uh we caught up with kyle larson there was a press conference post kyle larson uh, you're going to enjoy some of this insight that we have with Kyle Larson testing the IndyCar at Phoenix International Raceway last week. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire delivers. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! Yeah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You're back with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. This segment brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to check out a line of tires to keep your rides fat and happy on the road. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes. Hit it. While most motorsports were on a Super Bowl hiatus, Supercross was full tilt in Phoenix. Unlike the NFL, where arguably you could have predicted this weekend's Super Bowl matchup. Just saying. The parody in Supercross is unmatched in the 50-year history of the sport. Ken Roxon snagged the 450 hole shot and went on to win in Arizona. He is the fifth winner in six rounds of racing so far. The same sort of theme is going on in the 250s where RJ Hampshire became just the first repeat winner in the class Saturday night. Reno hosted Arena Cross where yet again 
That was the Ryan Brees of the entire night. Brees will certainly have his title one day, but the year still belongs to second place on the night, Kyle Peters, who sits nine points ahead with four rounds to go. How about that drag racing inaugural pro superstar shootout? Bob Tasca going 341 miles per hour. The first winners for the big money, Doug Kalitta, Austin Prock, and six-time pro stock champ, Erica Enders. Now, we touched on it a bit. What are your thoughts on Kyle Larson's second Indy 500 test this week in Phoenix? He got loose, but he also got more comfortable. You dig? And Crash, you're talking about Kyle Larson running at Phoenix International Raceway in the IndyCar uh, test last week. There was a bit that IndyCar put together with the news feed, and we condensed it down to about two, two and a half minutes, highlighting Kyle Larson's run at Phoenix International Raceway and comments after he got out of the car. It's Kyle Larson now, Speed Freak Spitz and Lucas Oil Studios. Yeah, just wrapped up here at Phoenix in the Aero McLaren IndyCar. It was good to get some laps at a, a different place, you know, a kind of fast-paced, you know, track. You know, we got to get comfortable, you know, with like lifting and stuff like that. So built up to it and um, obviously the car is a lot different than what was ran here in 2018. So don't really know, you know, how my driving style was in reference to like what somebody who races these things every weekend would be like. But I felt like I got comfortable and comfortable enough to where we finally kind of found the edge there and I almost, you know, spun out uh, off a of turn, well, IndyCar turn two, our NASCAR's turn four. That was good, you know, to to have a moment like that. Had a few moments, um, but that was the biggest one. So that was good and, and didn't crash. And then uh, just ran through some you know pit stop kind of scenarios and making mistakes. Doing that was good. So um, you know, felt like I did better kind of getting into my stall and all that than I did at the Indy rookie orientations. Yeah, we were able to check a lot of boxes and um, yeah, get reacclimated and, and uh, looking forward to, I think, the open tests there in Indy in, in April and then you know, getting on into the month of May. So um, thanks to everybody at Aero McLaren and, and Hendrick Motorsports and everybody involved in, in making this project happen. And um, you know, it's good to, get, good to get some more experience. So I uh, look forward to the rest of my time in the car and um, yeah, we'll see how the rest of the time goes. I know, Crasher, you hearing that IndyCar in an empty Phoenix International Raceway. Why are you shaking your head? I drives you me crazy because <laughs> it's been five years since we've had IndyCar it, at Phoenix International Raceway. Just, it, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, Kenny. <laughs> I get it. But hearing Kyle Larson compare the IndyCar, well, it, we're going to hear sound bites from Kyle Larson this segment, next segment, talking about his experience. There was a press conference after this test where a number of journalists had a chance to sit down and talk to Kyle. We'll hear some of that now and then, of course, the next segment. But a guy that's had his share of 
race wins and success there at Phoenix International Raceway in a cup car to come out there to what a lot of people think is a completely different setup and a completely different way to drive that track. Oh, yeah. Uh, and go out there to keep it from uh, jumping into the wall in the IndyCar turn one. To hear him honestly talk about it is, uh, is fun to listen to. Kyle Larson talked about running a cup car at Phoenix International Raceway and the differences in those cars. The characteristics of the IndyCar versus the cup car, at least at Phoenix, um, felt very similar. So um, you're just going a lot faster I mean, in, in an IndyCar. So like the moments happen a little bit quicker. The edge of like good versus not good feels a little sharper. But yeah, it, it didn't feel you know, way, way different than what I was, um, I, what I guess I'm used to. And, and even with those moments of getting sideways, it didn't feel way different. Something along the lines of, speaking of 2018, when IndyCar was there, I had a tweet. I remember a bunch of the drivers, the IndyCar drivers retweeted it. Something along the lines of the fastest NASCAR speed at PIR was still less than the pace car or like 10 miles an hour less than the pace car of IndyCar or something along those lines. It was wow. it was stunning, the, the speed difference at the one-mile oval in Phoenix. But we've seen Stat, Crash, Suave, we've seen IndyCar run at Phoenix Raceway and seeing a, seeing a single car run in, during testing like Kyle Larson was doing. Looks badass, looks fast, quick, and all of that. But when we've seen them run in the past at Phoenix Raceway, it was a freaking parade. It just didn't look as fantastic as we thought it would running at Phoenix International Raceway. But I'm getting away from the, the topic here, and it's Kyle Larson testing the IndyCar at Phoenix International Raceway after he did it at uh, IMS, International Motorsports, International. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <laughs> Listen, there's so many freaking initials in this I know. motorsports that we cover. P-R-I, P-I-R, I-M-S, I-S-M, S-M-I. T-M-I, how about that, man? Yeah, T-M-I. <laughs> Kyle Larson talking about how uncomfortable it was for him to run in the IndyCar versus the Cup car at Phoenix International Raceway. Honestly, yesterday was probably more uncomfortable just because it's, you know, it's a, a smaller track and things are happening quicker and um, you're having to you know, lift off the throttle a little bit. You know, at Indy, once we got through the uh, different stages and stuff, I mean, you're, you're, we were you know, wide open pretty easy you know, by yourself. It was a cool day and all that. So um, you know, yesterday was, was fun to kind of you have to work on the timing of the corner and um, you work through some, some balance things because yeah, I mean uh, the balance was definitely um, you know, not, not perfect, which, which, which was good to feel, you know, Indy, like I said, you know, I'm out there by myself, they got, you know, downforce packed into it. So I'm comfortable. And um, yeah, I didn't really feel much about the car, you know, changing there. So uh, it was good to, uh, to feel the the car not you know be quite perfect at times yesterday. It's a little dangerous for other drivers to hear his confidence in appreciating a loose car or appreciating a lack of balance. Because that dude, I'm telling you, he is one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history. I think when his career is over, we're going to be saying that. He's liking the lack of stability. And that just means he's learning and he's learning and he's learning. And that's that's crazy. Come in the day of the Indy 500, Memorial Day Sunday, he's going to definitely be one to watch. He's with one of the greater teams 
And he's a smart guy himself. He's picking up these little nuances that other drivers would just let go by the wayside. Statman, we got a couple of minutes here. Let's remind folks who don't know this that the IndyCar, uh, that IndyCars do not have. Uh, okay, back up a second. That the Cup cars have power steering. Mm-hmm. IndyCars do not have power steering, and we know just by watching IndyCar versus Cup car how tough it is to send one of those cars into a corner like Phoenix International Raceway. All of that's good. Kyle Larson is a brilliant driver. He understands balance. He understands the car. He's picking it up, even though it is one car versus 32 others with him at Indy and, what, 30 however many cars in the NASCAR race these days. Right. But I think the biggest issue is going to be discipline. There are a lot of IndyCar drivers who don't have discipline, and they will dive into the grass to pass somebody. Even my favorite time is uh, Buddy Rice. It went inches from the wall that could have taken out half the field. But he got through. Who knows if he'd have gotten through the next time or the, you know, whatever. I don't think Larson has displayed the discipline to get by with an open wheel car and 32 other cars on the track at 225 plus, at 230 going into turn one at Indianapolis with the grandstand filled with red, white, and blue shirts and flags and people screaming and hats and uh, hot dog papers flying around. I don't know that he has the discipline. At least he hasn't demonstrated it yet. We will resume this conversation and in particular hit what Statman's talking about because Kyle Larson almost spun that car into a wall at Phoenix International Raceway. More with Kyle Larson coming up. Speak Freak Spitz and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network.
Whatever you do, General Tire delivers. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. A healthy weight, more energy, and smooth, regular bowel movements. Three things everyone strives for. It's me, Chuck Norris. There's one really important thing we don't talk about enough. Our health. Achy joints, digestive issues, weight gain, and fatigue. We're told these are normal signs of aging. So working with a team of health experts, we came up with Morning Kick. Morning Kick is a revolutionary formula combining 10 different supplements in one. Probiotics that help you lose weight. Prebiotics for digestion. Superfoods for muscles and joints. And several of the most powerful anti-aging supplements on earth. It'll help you feel youthful, energized, focused, and help manage stress. Anybody can achieve great health regardless of their age. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Use code FIT or text FIT to 511-511 and claim 40% off today. Every purchase comes with our 90-day money-back guarantee. Text FIT to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're back with the Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. And of course, June of this year, it'll be 24 years of Speed Freaks. And we couldn't have done it without the help of Lucas Oil. Go to lucasoil.com and learn more about Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. It's a pure petroleum multi-use oil supplement. It controls noise, heat, and wear in manual transmissions and differentials. Lucas Oil Stabilizer is 100% petroleum product formulated to eliminate dry starts, reduce friction, and as I said, heat and wear in any type of engine. For more information, go to lucasoil.com and look up heavy-duty oil stabilizer. Getting back to the conversation about Kyle Larson and Statman talking about, frankly, the discipline that Kyle Larson really needs getting into the IndyCar series this year and running the Indy 500 versus what he's run in the past, whether it's on dirt in a sprint car or in the cup car. Something that happened at... Phoenix International Raceway last week in his test for Aero McLaren was he almost tagged the wall, almost spun into the wall. This is Kyle Larson talking about almost spinning at PIR. We've been doing, you know, kind of shorter runs, just running through changes and stuff like that, and tires were cycling. So I was getting um, you know, much tighter kind of each run or more understeer, I guess you guys call it. And um so, yeah, we went to go do a, a long run and had, you know, kind of different air pressures and stuff to start. So the car felt a lot different early in the run. And, and I was just I kind of had my mind made up that it was going to build tighter. And um, 
it was like starting to get you know, loose pretty quickly. And, and uh, I was a bit confused and wasn't quite you know, expecting that, I guess. And I was trying to you know, make adjustments on the weight jacker and things like that. And, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, just uh, got caught off guard a little bit. And, and um, you know, I had some warnings a few laps before. And then, uh, yeah, I went into IndyCar turn one. I got a little bit loose into the corner and got to the apex. And, like, as I was leaving the bottom, it just it just started to get sideways. And um, you was able to, to catch it. <laughs> just got sideways. Yeah, no big deal. I got it. I caught it. So, Statman, playing off of your comment, I think that is spot on. the The ability for any race successful race car driver to to be able to make adjustments before they're even needed. You hear Formula One drivers talk about they know the move that they're going to make five seconds before they actually make it, and if they don't, the door's already been shut. But a guy like Kyle Larson that he, frankly wins in anything he gets in, he hasn't proven that he, he can win in an IndyCar series. It's such a different freaking animal. Will he get that discipline? Can he get that discipline to in milliseconds to realize he's in an Indy car and a move that he had made 99 times out of 100 in a cup car or a world of outlaw car or a sprint car that he can't make in the Indy car? The ability to not or to make that move, it's it, it, quicker than a blink of an eye. So playing off what you said, Statman, that's a big question going into the Indy 500. I don't care how much time he has on the track by himself or with five other drivers. That's a massive question. He's got to understand that a little move or a large move will make a certain change because he's got to feel, like you said, he's got to feel what's going to happen before it happens. He's got to know that if somebody's coming up on him from behind, the spotter will tell him. And uh, if that car passes him, too fast or on the wrong he's on the wrong part of the track he's in the wall before he has a chance to make a change uh he's a he's a passenger he's not a driving the car anymore that's the difference between uh and he could in nascar he could bump into the wall and keep going in indycar not so much yeah i like how you said he's got to be able to feel what is coming before it actually happens but then on to that, he's got to react appropriately, not react like he did in a dirt car, not react like he would in a cup car. He's got to react IndyCar appropriate. And that is that's that's completely new training. And I'm I'm assuming the guy that's mostly in his ear, at least right now at these test sessions and throughout this journey, but not necessarily as a spotter, is Tony Kanaan, Indy 500 winner, IndyCar champion. How is Tony Kanaan helping to change his mentality for when he does get inside the cockpit for the Indy 500. True that. That's the issue. That's the mm -hmm. issue. Because Kanan, he could be in his ear, but he's not in the seat with him when he needs right. to uh, make a change. Right. And again, if you're watching us on Mav TV, you're seeing Kyle Larson talk about his time at Phoenix International Raceway and testing the IndyCar. If you're listening to us, again, enjoy these sound bites from Kyle Larson and his time in the IndyCar in Phoenix. One of the most important things when it comes to success in any motorsport, well, okay, let's say NASCAR. Let's just use NASCAR and IndyCar, of course, it's pit stops. And it's a different animal when it comes comes to IndyCar versus what he's used to in the Cup Series. Kyle Larson talking about improving in the IndyCar and improving with pit stops. Yeah, the steering is so the steering wheel is so small, 
my cockpit's so tight and the steering's so slow, like turning in, I have to turn like way further than normal and then like be quick back the other way. So just getting all that timing pulling in um, is difficult, but uh, just the more reps you get, the better at, better at it you are. And then um, you know, yesterday we did some kind of live pit stops and that was good because you know, the pit stops are a lot quicker than what I'm used to. And, you know, in a stock car, I mean, all you're really worried about is popping it to neutral, coasting in, hold the brake pedal, drop, they drop the car, you put it in first gear, you take off, which, I mean, it's similar to that, but you know, now I'm listening for like tones in my headphones when they unplug because I can't get, I can't go into first gear until the fueler unplugs. So it's like the timing and the window of all that is much smaller. So like yesterday doing it, like it feels like it's all happening so fast. And, um, you know, just with the more reps, I think I get it, that will slow down for me. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll get to where I can nail things a little bit better, more consistently. You know what wow. we didn't have prior to this with Kurt Busch running the 500? We didn't have this audio. We didn't have this sound. Yeah. We didn't have this video to hear Kurt Busch's take. Because what Kyle Larson's stat, Crash Schwabe, is explaining, it's like the difference between checkers and chess. There's a crap ton of difference yeah. between those two games. I know you're driving a race car, and I know what Kyle Larson could do behind a race car. But it's God, it's it's not night and day. Maybe it's night and dusk <laughs> in running that car. It may be noon and one o'clock. I mean, yeah. it's 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 uh I hope he hasn't mentioned yet. But I hope he has the the capacity to go talk to Kurt Busch because Kurt Busch had enormous success. He was running in the top 10 most of the race and finished sixth, I believe, running in fourth a while. He had enormous success. So he probably had some of these same issues uh, that uh, Larson is having. And I hope he has the, uh, whatever the word is, the guts to go talk to Kurt, a competitor, and uh, figure it out. Help, help See if Kurt could help him figure it out. At the very least, if not Kurt Busch, then yeah, Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart is the most successful up when these events are on the same day, sixth at Indy, third at Charlotte. And yeah, and Tony mm -hmm. can make that jump quickly in his, in his mind. Tony could help just as much as Kurt. You're right. He should not just rely on Tony Kanaan, who's giving him great advice, but rely on somebody who's actually done this double before and who can give him a lot of that, that difference in his head. You know who else I bet he is consulting with or will consult with is A.J. Allmendinger. Granted, A.J. Allmendinger, we know, is a, just a specialist when it comes to open-wheel racing. But recently, he ran the Indy 500, was frankly on his way to win the damn thing till the fasten seatbelt sign came on in the cockpit and says, bro, you got to come into the bits and fasten your freaking seatbelt. Oh, frustrating. But don't you think A.J. Allmendinger can shed some light sure. on how to handle that big-ass, what, two-and-a-half miles, Crasher? Two-and-a-half miles. Two-and-a-half mile track at IMS? I, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, without question. And what you brought up earlier about the power steering, lack of power steering in an IndyCar, and how Kyle Larson was just talking about how that makes it getting into his pit so much harder. I mean, yeah, all these little nuances. Yes, any of those guys that have driven both cars, Dario Franchitti, let's throw him out mm -hmm. there. Let's, yeah, any of those guys could help out. Hey, Suave, you got about 30, 45 seconds here, real <laughs> quick. Does it matter to you if a driver runs the double or not? It is. Yes, it does. It's impressive. 
not many guys have done it. You guys just mentioned a few. It is one of the things I love listening there about with Kyle Larson is how different these cars are, mm-hmm. right? For a layman, it's really tough to understand. Like, oh, it's driving, it's driving. I can I can drive in a circle for two and a half hours. Right. And to hear Kyle break that down in as much detail as he did, it helps me appreciate what he's about to do even more. And it helps me appreciate like what Jimmy Johnson struggled in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. He had an okay run at the Indy 500, was okay on ovals, but he struggled. Yep. And it just helps me understand that Kyle Larson, what he's got ahead of him is insanely, insanely tough. And if he pulls it off, it's going to be right up there with one of the greatest feats in sporting history if he manages to pull it off and mm-hmm. win either one race or the other or both or finish well in one or the bowl, or, or both. And coming up next, rookie funny car pilot Austin Prock. He's a quarter million dollars richer. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Keeping your pride and joy perfect is as easy as one, two, three. Start with Slick Mist Speed Wax. Simply mist on and wipe off for professional detail or shine. For your tires and trim, there's Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Spray on and wipe off for better than new look. Then finish her with Lucas Slick Mist Interior Detailer. Just spray and wipe. Easy. Use Lucas Slick Mist Car Care Products and she'll never look better. Fast, easy, and professional. Really, it's sort of like having an extra set of hands. Or three. General Tire delivers. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals and hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks or your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works. 
Freak Nation, head to your local General Tire dealership now to check out the latest additions to their product lineup. The Grabber family of tires are engineered for durability and feature innovative performance features that offer all-terrain capability, blending exceptional off-road durability and impressive on-road performance, all while sporting aggressive styling. For outstanding off-road performance coupled with strong street manners, look no further than General Tire. General Tire delivers for whatever you do, and the official tire of Speed Freaks since 2001. A healthy weight, more energy, and smooth, regular bowel movements. Three things everyone strives for. It's me, Chuck Norris. There's one really important thing we don't talk about enough. Our health. Achy joints, digestive issues, weight gain, and fatigue. We are told these are normal signs of aging. So working with a team of health experts, we came up with Morning Kick. Morning Kick is a revolutionary formula combining 10 different supplements in one. Probiotics that help you lose weight. Prebiotics for digestion. Superfoods for muscles and joints. And several of the most powerful anti-aging supplements on earth. It'll help you feel youthful, energized, focused, and help manage stress. Anybody can achieve great health regardless of their age. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Use code FIT or text FIT to 511-511 and claim 40% off today. Every purchase comes with our 90-day money-back guarantee. Text FIT to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. You have to wonder why a driver would consider running the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 on Memorial Day weekend. It's called the double, and Kyle Larson is the fifth driver to give it a try. He's the 2021 NASCAR Cup champion, so the challenge must be one of the boxes on his wide list. The double is 1,100 miles of hardcore competition, surrounded by some of the most ego-centered, driven humans on the planet, and that pun's intended. Robbie Gordon tried the double five times and considered it a business decision. He'd be top of mind all day and people would seek him out for weeks. I can only hope Larson has the discipline needed for success in both events. Peace. Freak Nation, 24 years coming up in June. We've been doing this thing. One radio station to 100-plus radio stations across the planet. Of course, MAV-TV. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out on MAV-TV. And, of course, the Freak Radio Network, Austin Proc joining us here in the Freak Nation. What Austin Proc did over the weekend, besides collecting quarter of a million dollars, he steps out of his rail last year, hopped in a funny car for the very first time, Goes out and wins the Skag Pro Superstar Shootout in Bradenton uh, Saturday night. What the hell happened? How does a dude jump out of a top fuel car, excuse me, a top fuel rail, jump into a funny car, and make it look easy to put a beat down on former funny car champions? I don't even know. It still doesn't even seem real. Um, you know, this this past month has been wild. Um, you know, hearing the news that Robert was going to have to step out and, and I was going to fill the seat and then. Rolling into Bradington, you know, I was I was nervous. I hadn't driven a funny car in about six years, and uh, you know, I, I got licensed in one um, in 2018. But it's been a while since I drove one. I knew they were completely different beasts. So, uh, and I, I definitely hadn't driven, uh, you know, my old man's car. That thing it leaps hard and uh, it pulls hard through the middle. So uh, I knew I was definitely going to have my hands full. But uh, everything just kind of fell into place. And when I started it up on Monday to uh, you don't make sure everything functioned properly. It uh, it just felt like home, and uh, you know, 
ended up going number one qualifier and winning the whole deal. Yeah. How weird does that sound? I started it up on Monday, won the event, and a boatload of money comes Saturday. That is just bizarre. But that's you're basically putting the funny car field on, on notice because this is quite a way to start 2024. Explain your mentality through all of this these past few days. Well, I knew I had to go in there with my head on straight. Um, this car is capable of winning a championship, and this team is arguably, you know, this team and car are arguably probably the best car in the last decade. Um, so I knew I had to be on my game, and there was no way I was going to be the weak link. You know, um, a lot of pressure on me, and, um, you know, especially when your dad and brother are tuning this thing, like, uh, <laughs> you know, another driver could come in here and make a mistake, and they might let him get away with it. But, uh, you know, when it's your own blood, you know, they can get it, they can eat into you a little bit. And uh, I definitely didn't want that. And everyone just did an outstanding job. We all clicked and um, got the job done for John Ford Facing. There's so much we want to talk about with you regarding this pro superstar shootout that went down in Bradenton. The inaugural, by the way, it was a massive event. And like I said, though, before we get to that, Batman will get to some speed questions, I'm sure. Kenny, but can you really take inside the hauler on what's really going down with your your family? You're working with family. That cannot always be easy. How do you get around those those moments of wanting to just basically rush each other and pull each other's hair out. Happened, it would have happened this week. Um, we huh. showed up on Monday and started testing on Tuesday. And for seven straight runs, we could not get this car down the uh, racetrack. It wouldn't even go past the Christmas tree without uh, smoking the tires or shaking the tires. And, uh, you know, we were all kind of on suicide watch. Like, uh, our emotions uh, weigh heavy with um, in correlation to how the race car goes. We all have the same um, approach. And... Uh, we just all kept our heads down Tuesday night. We stayed at the track till one in the morning, Wednesday morning, and uh, came up with a game plan, rolled in there. Uh, Wednesday morning, the thing was smoking it right down there, and we had an electrical issue, uh, had the car shut off. And then T2, my first full pull in this car, we went 384 at 336 mile an hour. So uh, we kind of ran out of time to dilly-dally around and just had to go right through the throat. So, Austin Brock, you're saying it was just something he found? You, do you have that switch in your car? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they found something that no one else has right now. But uh, if we knew if we knew what he was doing, we'd be running 345. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, I, we'll, we'll keep working at this thing. You know, like I said, we struggled early on in the week, and we made leaps and bounds on this tune-up. Um, you know, getting it dialed in. I was so proud of this team, how hard they worked in uh, – they never gave up. You know, like I said, they we couldn't go past the Christmas tree. And then we roll up there and the first full pull it makes it goes low ET at testing. Uh, there's, there was no in-between. And it was uh, really cool to be a part of and real really cool to watch. Austin Prock, NHRA Funny Car Pilot, rookie Funny Car Pilot for the 2024 season at NHRA, winning the Pro SCAG Pro Superstar Shootout in Bradenton. You start running those times in a regulated NHRA event. Will they be shutting the funny cars down? Yeah, they. I don't think they'll be too happy to see that 341. Um, you know, it wasn't an NHRA event, but that doesn't mean they have the. Uh, they can't, you know, slow us down anyways. Um, so I'll be curious to see what happens there. I hope they don't. Um, you know, that's not something that you're going to see, you know, repeated and over and over and over again i mean the air conditions were so good there that track was prepped so well and it was just the perfect environment and um you know i think the big one of the big deals is 
Goodyear probably doesn't want to see these cars going over 340 uh, with the tires. And, um, you know, I think that's probably a lot to do with if they did regulate us. But I don't think it's something you're going to see every day. Hey, does they used to say that about Maple Grove. They went so fast there. Yeah, that place has a- excellent air, too. So um, it was just a perfect environment, and um, they got it done. Austin, does, <laughs> is there a difference between 330 and 340 in the car? Um, well, I've never gone 340. Uh, the fastest I've gone is 337. Um, but I don't really notice the speed as much as the acceleration. Um, you know, when that thing, when the clutch comes in and really pulls you through the middle and you get that G load, um, that's the feeling that I like to feel. And you don't really notice the speed because you're getting there so quick. So, uh, yeah, 330 to 340, I'm sure you tell a difference, but, um, it's not like you're cruising down the freeway at that speed. You're getting to it in there. Before we let you go, I've got to reference just everywhere on social media how drivers thought it was so cool to be a part of something so different, so unique, whether it's you know, going on or the vibe in the pits. Can you talk a little bit about how this pro superstar shootout was so different and how you guys as drivers are hoping that something can be taken away to be inserted into NHRA events moving forward? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, we're just racing for 50 grand, and instead we were racing for 250. So uh, that was obviously nice, but um, it was just a well organized event. You know, everything was timely. Um, you know, we didn't, we weren't late for a session, but three minutes at the most all week, um, excluding one day. And the reason we were late, it was weather permitting and safety on the track. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, eat that. But um, yeah, it was just really cool. Great vibe. There was so many fans there. It was jam-packed. They had concerts going on. Um, you know, just it, it just seemed right, you know. Um, and nothing wrong with NHRA. Love racing with NHRA. Um, but it was cool to be a part of something different and definitely cool to win the first one. What is it that you hope the NHRA pulls away from this event and implements into their national races moving forward? You know, one thing I like the most is um, the format. The eight car field was pretty cool. It makes it it makes it tough. You know, there was a lot of good cars sitting out, uh, looking outside in, uh, going into the last qualifying session. Some of those great cars didn't even make the show. Uh, so the eight car field was fun. It was something different. I liked the uh, three qualifying runs on Friday. Uh, I feel like it's a great experience for the fans. You really get your money's worth on a ticket. And um, yeah, I. I, I I really enjoyed the format. Of All it, right, so. Austin, share with the Freak Nation where you are and why you are where you are right now. <laughs> About second round, uh, my buddy Dominic Selvi, he ended up surprising me um, and coming to the races, and we ended up getting the win done with him there. So uh, to return the favor, uh, I drove up towards Tampa, and uh, I'm crashing with him for the night, and I'm going to go watch him race at East Bay. He's driving the Roth 83 car this weekend. Uh, so I'll be cheering him on. Um, obviously, my roots are in this open wheel stuff, so it'll be nice to catch up with everyone, uh, see some familiar faces, and uh, cheer on one of my best friends. <laughs> Freak Nation, Austin Prock taking home a quarter of a million dollars in the Pro Dag Pro Superstar Shootout. Coming up in the second hour, Freak Nation, Ricky Carmichael, the greatest ever on two wheels. Austin Prock, buddy, uh, don't be a stranger this year in that funny car, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope that. Uh, be on the show again and uh, tell Ricky Carmichael we need to get him out to a drag race soon. I'll take care of him. That a boy. Agreed. <laughs>
Austin Proc here in the Freak Nation. Ricky Carmichael, the GOAT, coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire delivers. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! Yeah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Speed 
Second hour of the Freaks. And again, Freak Nation, coming up June of this year, it'll be 24 years of doing Speed Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're there for you, man. Of course, the website, speedfreaks.tv. And Moments, one of our favorite personalities in all the motorsports and just in general, Ricky Carmichael, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Uh, more from Supercross in Phoenix uh, this past weekend. And, of course, your stat man, Scat. But uh, why not, man? Let's get him in here. We've been chasing him for, my goodness, Carmichael, how long have I been chasing you to get you on this show, uh, the most current rendition of Speed Freaks? How long has that been? Well, not come on now. Don't get don't get on me too hard. It's been a couple weeks. So, uh, <laughs> yep, I'm glad to be on. Listen, uh, I didn't realize this, but the first one that I was ever on was what uh, the fourth episode. I think you told me stat. So uh, that's that's something I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that at the time. Hell, I probably wasn't paying attention. But uh, you know what? Everyone, y'all have done a fantastic job. Hence, uh, still on the. Uh, interwebs airways whatever whatever the hell we are uh recording on but uh it's uh i think we're all fortunate right yeah that's a fact man and you look at that fourth shot i've got the picture and again it was it was if you look back at that time the first time you were in on speed freaks i think we we're just on one station in los angeles at the time ricky it was you and vince neal yeah oh. look at that man i mean you talk about a blast from the past wow <laughs> He's got I mean, enough hair for all the rest of us, doesn't he? That's, <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, and I remember that. That was at your studio in L.A. And mm -hmm. man, that that, uh, that is a that's a special picture. So absolutely, yeah, man. So I'm just hanging out here in Florida. It's a beautiful day. I'm pumped to talk to y'all, and uh, um, I I really have no complaints, man. I, I've been fortunate. And uh, here I am. What was that? So what year was that? Was that 2001? Was that? that would have been, yes, that would have been July of 2001, maybe pushing August of 2001. And yeah, you had beaten McGrath. I believe that was the San Diego Supercross round of that year. And But there were still so many doubters. You were at a time right there, that summer of 2001. Granted, you're in motocross season. You're, you're absolute yeah. prime in motocross. But there was so much still going on in your head, if I could remember correctly. How did you power through that? Because media <laughs> fandom is tough, and you learned oh, that the hard way. Well, certainly, and I definitely uh, I'm lucky that I didn't grow up in a world where the media is the way it is today. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was tough. For, it took me two years. Uh, I won the championship, Supercross championship, Premier championship, and finally beat McGrath on my third uh, season of trying. Uh, man, it was tough. But again, I wasn't trying to beat any no scrub. You know, you're trying to beat the king of Supercross, the best guy that has ever raced Supercross, uh, seven-time champ and 72 wins, and he is. <laughs> the the leader by a long shot so uh it was hard but it was it you know i just had to keep going i had to keep going and i know that that sounds silly and and everyone always talks about it you can never give up but really that's what it was about 
I think it, you know, it goes to the roots of, of how I was raised as a kid. You know, you do it right or don't do it at all. And, uh, and you never give up. You keep trying, you keep pushing forward. And that was, that was really it. And I had had some success, you know, along throughout my whole career, uh, as an amateur early on in my professional career. And really that's all I knew. So I think that's another reason of why I was able to continue to, to, to never give up outside of just the way that I was, um, that I was raised from my parents, but I had always had that taste of success. So, uh, I, and I felt like, you know, there was, there was a good opportunity that I could eventually win and, and, and it happened, uh, just didn't happen as quick as I would have liked it to. That's for sure. Yeah. But the outdoor season certainly did. I mean, your statistics are just bonkers. When you finally beat, because again, media people, there's doubters and, oh yeah, he's got this a Supercross title now, but he still hasn't beat Stefan yeah. Everts. When yeah. you finally beat Everts in motocross donations, yeah. why didn't you just run off and or ride off into the sunset? <laughs> why didn't you finally say, that's it. I've beaten everybody. There's no more doubters left. I'm good. Yeah, because it, that's a great question. So the the main thing is, is I, I didn't feel like I was done from a uh, personal standpoint and what I wanted to achieve as far as championship goes and, and race wins and things of that matter. Uh, I was still pretty young at the time when I was able to beat Everts at the Motocross the Nations. So uh, that that's one reason why I still had a lot to go. Um, I beat him early, I would say midway through my professional career. So I still had a lot of work that needed to be done. And I really based it on um, not who I beat. Uh, my career. I was more, I'm, I'm more happy uh, about what I was able to accomplish in the race wins and the championships. So to answer your question, just because I had beaten him and had beat everyone, all the, you know, some of the greatest that had, has ever uh, thrown their leg over a motorcycle. I was more, I was more focused on, you know, championships and race wins rather than just, just, just people people that I was racing because at the end of the day I was racing myself and mm -hmm. uh, if I went out there and did the best that I could do uh, I was you know I had a great chance of winning races which in turn wins championships people who raced against uh, James Stewart yep. they say the same thing that he was racing himself and they didn't worry about him because eventually he was going to win or crash did you have that same idea uh about him and did they have the same thing about you <laughs> well certainly i think for a lot of rookies and i i certainly don't want to speak for james on this behalf but i think we both went through our rookie years of you know it was it was checkers or wreckers uh you know but as the older that he got especially uh my final year in 2007 he had had two years or three years uh, in the premier class under his wings at that time and so you could see like the rookie mistakes were starting to fade away they weren't happening as often so you couldn't rely on 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 js going down you know he was he was just going to beat you you know so uh you you had to be better than him and and hope for a little luck especially in supercross not necessarily so much for me in motocross but he was just uh in a league of his own supercross i think uh for sure uh, i know for sure i depended on him wrecking earlier on in his career uh as a lot of people did earlier on in my career well, one 100 that's just part of the that's part of the sport and that's the growing pains that young rookies go through. So, uh, you, but you watch, you watch those riders continue to get better and improve on their mistakes that they have made in the past. I mean, I think of, of any lat 
any athlete, any racer, anything in life, you know, you want to, you want to learn from your mistakes. I just think you see it a little bit more, uh, in sports because you're competing so much that, um, I think, uh, I think everyone thought that I would crash, uh, and that's how they were going to beat me in the same, same with James. And, and like I said, not just us two, but a lot of the rookies. Yeah, you came along at a time, uh, James, Chad Reed, McGrath. Yeah. There mm -hmm. were some of the legendary names in yeah. uh, Supercross, in motocross. You guys, yeah. and, and the champion was the guy who survived. Uh, they, yeah. When guys crashed and went out, then they gave room for somebody else. You guys, were there any ever any friendships in any of that, did you guys exchange Christmas cards or go to Thanksgiving? Uh, you bring together? you you bring up you bring up a great point, and uh, you know I was fortunate enough to to race against the best guys as far as stats go. Um, in, in, that have ever been in the sport, you know, Jeremy McGrath, King of Supercross. He has the most Supercross championships. He has the most Supercross wins at the in the Premier Class 250 back then, which is 450 now. Uh, James Stewart. He was the second winningest uh, Supercross racer uh, as far as race goes, not championships. Um, for a long time until he was surpassed by Eli Tomac. Then you got Chad Reed. He was like number three or four on the all-time win list in Supercross. So I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to come up through a time to where I got to compete against the best that had ever had ever done the discipline. So, um, it, but we're to, and, and so that was a great point what you brought up, but then were we, were we friends? Uh, I think for myself, uh, and James, we had always, uh, had a mutual respect. Were we competitive? Hell yeah, we were competitive. Uh, but the mutual respect was there. Now you got to understand that, you know, James and I somewhat grew up together. I'm, a, I'm several years older than him, but when we were racing these amateur races in Florida, you know, we would, we, I would see him every single weekend. So if I was in the 85 class and he was in the 50 CC or 60 CC class, I would, I, I would watch him, you know, you just see this young kid coming up and you knew, and he was the next generation after me. So you knew, uh, if he, he was continued to progress that, uh, he would be at the top step someday. So, um, our relationship was a lot different and much more personal in a, in a good way where, I mean, for Chad Reed, I feel like, uh, I mean, that, that was one of my toughest competitors. Uh, there was no Christmas cards being, uh, being sent, but at the end of the day, I, I do feel I go back. We had a tremendous amount of mutual respect for each other. We raced each other hard. We wanted to kick each other's ass just as bad as the next guy did. Well, freak nation, as I predicted, we're going to go long with this Ricky Carmichael here in the freak nation. Uh, Ricky, can you hang around for another segment here in the freak nation? Of course I can. You bet. All right. I'm expecting thing less. Ricky Carmichael, the GOAT. More here at the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, and on MAV TV. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. 
It works. General Tire delivers. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half million dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You're back with Speed Freaks. Coming up, we resume with Ricky Carmichael. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to the website, lucasoil.com. Check out the line of products to keep your rides fat and happy. Go to lucasoil.com. As far as McGrath goes, um, I I think it was a little different because I don't know if I ever – I don't know if it's fair to say that I raced him in his prime prime. Um, just because he's a fair bit older than I was, he was still damn good. But, uh, in 2001, when I was able to beat him for the supercross championship, uh, I won a crap load of races that year. I think 13 out of the 16 or 14 out of the 16, I only lost two races that year, I believe. And, uh, he, uh, it was just different. Like, you, you know, he's so much older and uh, the best of his years, I felt like had surpassed him. Not not in a negative way, but it was just it it was different. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we we didn't hate each other. We respected each other. I mean, I, I looked up to the guy. He was one of my heroes. I mean, that's just to show you the age difference. So, um, and he is the king of Supercross. You know, it's like racing freaking Dale Earnhardt Sr. You know, and you, when, when you're Jeff Gordon, it's like, how do you? It, it's a it's a weird scenario when you're racing someone you looked up to, right? When you reach 
the status, the legendary status, and I'm maybe taking some uh, some excess at that. But when you reach the legendary status that you've reached in your sport, the challenge becomes the most important thing. Uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Larson wants to race the double. Yeah, you wanted to race the in NASCAR. Yeah, what are the challenges that challenges that you had in front of you that that said turned your red mist and got you going and said, I got to do that. (laughs) Well, I mean, having a lot of success in the amateur ranks and then you go from amateur to professional, you're like, okay, well, I've been this dominant kid in the amateur ranks. All you really know is winning. So as you, at least for me, me speaking and how my approach was, uh, you know, I still wanted to win at the professional level. Okay. And then, and then like my goals are, man, if I could win a a professional title, that would be awesome. Uh, So then I was able to do that in my rookie season in 1997, the outdoor championship. Um, You know, so then the next year you go into 1998 and you're like, okay, well, I didn't win the supercross championship in 1997. So I got to do it now. And then that, that, that's what happens is like every single year you're like, okay, well, if I, if I hit this benchmark, I, I want to hit this benchmark next year. You just, you keep setting goals. And, and what I think is important, important is you set realistic goals. Ones that, you know, Hey, they're challenging, but it's certainly capable. I'm capable of accomplishing that. I'd never set unrealistic goals. So is that, that what uh, NASCAR was for you to, I'm, I got to do this for myself. And that was a goal. And I got to be successful at that level as well. You know, I never had like, I never, I don't know that I ever wanted to race NASCAR. I just, uh, I got an opportunity to, to drive a late model. And then that's really once I, once I drove that late model for the first time, that's when I'm like, man, I would love to try this, uh, you know, at a racing level at at a professional level. Once my, my chapter in my professional career of motocross and supercross is done and I have an opportunity to try this and it be the right way. I'd love to do it. So when I was a little kid, I never really even thought about doing the NASCAR thing until, like I said, I got that opportunity with Casey Kane asked me if I wanted to do a late model deal or go drive a late model car. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Ricky Carmichael joining Speed Freaks. You mentioned just a little bit earlier that you raced against some of the greatest riders of all time as far as stats go. Mm -hmm. That opened up my mind to, oh, well, who do you think is one of the greatest riders ever? Let's put the stats aside and let's Uh include all these other years that have happened. Yeah. um, So, so many great riders. Obviously, you you go with guys that have won a lot, won a lot of championships. Uh, You know, there's so many guys that uh, win a lot of races. But and then there's guys that don't reach their true potential, guys that do reach their true potential. So when you really for me, when I look into things, I'm wondering like, okay, did they accomplish what they were supposed to? Did they not accomplish what they were supposed to? Uh, But there's so many great riders, I think, in all disciplines of not, I should say, racers, whether it's IndyCar, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's F1, whether it's MotoGP, whether it's Supercross, Motocross, you name it. I think, you know, in, in each discipline, there are fantastic racers and some guys are better at certain disciplines than others. Some guys are better on certain tracks than others. Um, I, I, I think so. I mean, obviously you have the anomalies of, 
guys that are, are multi, multi-time champions, like three, four-time, five-time champions in certain discipline. You think of Jimmy Johnson, you know, you think of Schumacher, you think of McGrath, you think of Everts, you know, guys like that. I mean, uh, Dungey, Villapoto, guys that have won, like I said, three, four, you know, five championships in their respected uh, discipline. That's pretty, that's pretty dang sporty. <laughs> Ricky Carmichael here in the Freak Nation. And the history that we have with Carmichael is fan freak fantastic. We don't need to get out in the weeds and that. But Carmichael, I was going through some old video that I had when I was anchoring sports in Los Angeles. And I believe this, when were you 19? What year was that? 96? Uh, it was 1999, I believe. Yep. All right. Well, I was doing a feature on McGrath. Uh-huh. And. Look at this little redhead that's inserted in this piece with uh, Jeff Emig. This is just a portion of it. You know, and as a rider, I mean, you know, you try to take somebody away from their game, you know, just like he's going to try to do to me and Ricky. And the Ricky he's talking about, well, it's 19-year-old phenom Ricky Carmichael making his 250 Supercross debut tomorrow night. you got two old guys pushing 30, man. You've got a 19-year-old coming in here. What are you going to do to get these guys off their bikes? Well, uh, if they're in front of me, I, somebody's going to have – Jeff and Jeremy's bike in their lap. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's like everybody's been thinking, you know, this is Jeremy's Jeremy's hometown, and uh, he's going to be tough. It's- yeah, Ricky's being kind of modest right now. He knows he's better than that. And, uh, you know, I've seen him ride, and everyone here has seen him ride, and, he, and he's a tough competitor. I hope Saturday night I can smoke him. But... But uh, there's always that chance that he's gonna smoke me. Ah, dude, you got you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta send that clip to me. Uh, you gotta text that to me if if you will give me the rights to that. That would be awesome. So, one thing like I always felt bad for McGrath after the fact when I I kind of went through this when Pastrana was coming up because he was like the guy it was like oh dude this is a guy that's gonna knock you off and I'm like okay yeah whatever you know like let let the man just like get get a couple races under his belt and let, let's see what he can do and we'll see what happens and i never really realized probably what mc was going through until until then i can't imagine how sick and tired he got of hearing oh rc's coming you know that that carmichael kid he's coming he's coming and look dude it took me i didn't do it till my third year of of, of trying so he got the, uh, in my opinion, he got the last laugh, especially in 99 um, and, and then 2000 uh, for sure. So uh, that that was some good times. Now, listen, uh, my old teammate at the time, Jeff Emig, and he's a dear friend of mine still to this day. He uh, he used to, dude, he used to haze me so bad. He did it when I was in the 125 class in 1997. And then that was my rookie debut in the premier class. And he used to haze me then. Where is Jet Lawrence on the rookie Carmichael? level of riding and what he could do oh riding oh he's 10 times more talented than 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 i was without a doubt and it's ma- no mistake about it i wasn't uh, i'm not gonna let you get away with that dude he's got wait no when i say when i say more talent we could he could get on a motorcycle and do things way easier than i could whether it's doing a wheelie i mean he's just dude he's talented I mean, you get him on a bicycle and he's doing all kinds of crazy things. You're like, holy crap, I can't do a wheelie on a bicycle without rolling over backwards. So as far as just natural born talent, that's where he is. Uh, he's just so incredible. So for from a bike skills standpoint, he's um, he's he'll, he'll blow me away. Now, as far as the competitive scale and the grit and determination, 
I, I, I would challenge him in, in that area. I, I sure would. But as far as bike skill goes, uh, dude, he's got me, he's got me beat hands down. But what is, what's incredible is that someone who has as much talent as he does, and I've seen this, I've witnessed it, I've heard it, I've talked to him about it. He's still scared to win, uh, lose at times. And when you have someone who is scared to lose, that's a dangerous combination. Again, Ricky Carmichael, uh, our opinion, the GOAT. When it comes to two wheels, everything on two wheels. Ricky Carmichael here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, it's uh, it's never too often. I mean, if you rolled in here every weekend, man, uh, it, it wouldn't be enough. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. It, it's been an incredible ride with you guys, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not on as much as I, that I would like to be. We need to make a habit of... Uh, um, um, getting together a lot more often, but, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you guys and how well you've done, how successful you've been with, uh, with, uh, uh, the freak nation and the fan base that you've uh, created. You guys do a great job and your results speak for themselves. And it's an honor to be on the show today. And we just can't get enough supercross. Can we Two fifty pilot, Joe Shimoda. He joins us next as well as four fifty badass Justin Barsha, more freaks coming up speed freaks Spence and the Lucas Oil studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire delivers. For more than 30 years, Lucas Oil Products has been solving some of the most difficult mechanical problems in the automotive, marine, and industrial industries. From our original Core 4 products, heavy-duty oil stabilizer, power steering, stop leak, transmission fix, and fuel treatment, we have now developed over 400 custom products to help solve some of the world's toughest mechanical issues. Go to lucasoil.com to see what we have in store for you. Lucas Oil. It works. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! Yeah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up for one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 
866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM, 866-549-TERM. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. Two, three. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up in this segment, we have 250 Supercross pilot Joe Shimoda, who podiumed in Phoenix, his top five in points. And in the 450 class, Justin Barsha sits top 10 in points. But frankly, for Justin, it's all about repairing that shoulder. Yeah, I would have liked to have more training, more riding. Um, like I said, triple collarbone surgery wasn't um, ideal for my preparation um, for this season. Um, right now, it's more of comfort on the bike. The speed is increasing from where I started testing to a different level, and I've really been struggling with arm pump and setup on the bike. So uh, we spent a lot of time this week testing, um, riding. Uh, I feel more comfortable, but only time will tell. I like Phoenix. I've had good races here. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm not where I want to be either. So, yeah. We talk about riders and their injuries, sorry, Crasher, riders and their injuries and the severity of their injuries, and whether it was Eli Tomax, uh, ankle, or depending on the shoulder surgery, for, is, is, both of those are very important on a bike. Yeah. Uh, tougher to recover from? The Achilles, shoulder? Well, I don't know, I, yeah. but I just know what I had to deal with. I don't really worry about anyone else's or, or their injuries. Everyone has to deal with their own thing. Uh, for me, it was extremely difficult. Had this one fixed, infection had the plate take out, knew the plate put in, and then um, destroyed this one, had air in my chest because couldn't have surgery forever. But I'm not really trying to backtrack because I know this, everyone else knows this. I guess you didn't know this, but that's all right. So, yeah, I'm just getting better, getting stronger. I don't have a lot of muscle because I wasn't able to work out a lot. So each weekend I'm getting better, I'm getting stronger, and trying to get the bike better. How do you prepare to get more muscle on you? Because that's a big statement you just made right there. I haven't had a chance to get that muscle back. That's huge. Muscle is super cross. Yeah, I would say I'm probably a lot, um, not as muscly as I was last year, which sucks. Um, Like I said, I didn't have the time to do the workouts and do what I needed to do. So it's like this year for me, the only way I can do that is keep building, stay healthy, and each week I get stronger and stronger, and I feel like I'm getting that. But like I said, sometimes you start (laughs) going faster and faster, and then the bike changes a lot, the track changes, the speed. I mean, my speed from 
preseason till now, it has changed drastically. So obviously the bike setup is going to change a lot. So that for me is what I was fighting with. And I feel like this week I made some progress on that. But like I said, only time will tell. We'll go out there and race and see where we're at. But yeah, obviously um, hit a podium, which I, I didn't, I can't believe I <laughs> can't believe I hit a podium right off the, the bat early in the season. So for me, the goal is obviously to, you know, be there but you know i didn't expect that so for me it was like usually i come in really hot um get, get a win early or get a podium early but uh this year it's more of a, a a long game and um hopefully get that win at the end of the season and not at the beginning of the season and a couple wins so i know like a lot of guys say the season don't start till daytona so we'll see what? we'll see maybe maybe that's uh maybe that's right i don't know but for me uh yeah it's just uh progress keep making progress every week i know last weekend was tough for me this weekend should be a whole lot better the season doesn't start till daytona why is that because it's so long and spread out i mean this right here we're standing in the middle of cardinal stadium state farm stadium this is long and spread out are there any comparisons that can be made no no okay <laughs> no you can't compare to daytona i think that a lot of people say the season doesn't start Daytona because it's such a grueling, gnarly race and the cream rises to the top. So that's that's my opinion and I think that's you know what everyone sees. Um, it's just such a grueling, gnarly race and you really shine there. And if you come out on top there, you usually you know keep going. So um, you know we'll, we'll we'll see about that. But every every race weekend, you need to be good. You need to be in the in the fight to win the championship. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep chipping along. That's for sure. You talked about hey, let's get that win. Hopefully by the end of the season, that meaning an actual night win do you have wins every weekend though because of maybe your muscles that aren't what they used to be getting nailing certain triples getting a certain lap time are there certain wins that you are reaching for week in and week out right now <laughs> great that's honestly a great question um yeah i mean last weekend was not a win at all for me i've had a lot of no no i've had a lot of weekends that haven't been wins which has been a little frustrating i would say but like like this weekend for me coming in here i'm like okay i had a really good week testing i felt a lot more comfortable on the motorcycle. I haven't felt comfortable in a few weekends. So comfort as a racer, yeah, comfort as a racer is awesome. That's what you want. You want to vibe with the track, become, I, I, my, my thing last year, I said, I, it's like Avatar where he plugs into his, his horse or whatever. It's the same thing with the, the machine and the rider. When you have that connection, there's nothing else like it. So um, I feel like this week I found a pretty good connection and hopefully that turns into good racing. That is impressive. I didn't know about the infection. I knew about the shoulder issues. I didn't realize there was like three or four different levels to it. Yeah. So my apologies for cracking That's on right. you. But I'll still crack on you though because I love your. No, no. I love your. Who, who busted their collarbone? Oh, how many years? I did too. I did too. <laughs> I didn't have an infection though. Collarbones are so common in this sport, and I made it my whole career without some plates in my collarbones, but I got them now. And uh, yeah, and it, it hasn't been an easy year. San Diego, I was extremely sick. wasn't even supposed to race, and was able to put it in the main event there. So it hasn't been. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been an easy season. I, I'm. It's crazy, but you said to yourself, you're aggressive and I missed that aggression from you. And that's, that was kind of my point. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm used to you being that guy that everybody's talking about in his aggression. Yeah. I like no one's talking about me right now. I'll just, when, when I pop up, they'll be, they'll be like, oh damn, he's back. So oh, I'm, I'm look, yeah, I'm looking for that for me and myself to put myself back. So everyone's like, damn, he's, he's back now. And it, it'll be, it'll be soon for sure. Here's a, I'm looking at a triumph banner over there. I'm looking at a Husky banner and of course, gas, gas. Uh, they're all here now. Even KTM back in the day, uh, with the introduction of Huskies many years ago, and then with KTM and now Triumph and Gas Gas, what kind of advice or do you feel for riders that are just coming out on the Triumphs or that just coming out on a new manufacturer that are going to have to deal with the stalwarts of Suzuki and Cowie and Honda? 
Oh gosh, I don't. I don't think about. I don't think about any of that. All I think about is how can I make my my gas gas better and more comfortable for me. And uh, good luck to everybody else because I, I'm focused on myself and that's all I can. Yeah, there you go. You said it, not me. <laughs> I like it when you roll up to Joe Shimoda. You say, "Dude, you've been on our show before." He goes, "Really? Have I? I've been on so many damn shows." <laughs> I did a. Snappy little feature on you at Anaheim One. A lot of promise coming in. We know where you are. You know you're not where you want to be at this point. It's a, it's so early in the season. And when I hear the word resurrecting your your ride this year, uh, come on. What is that? I mean, every year you, you you race, you know, your expectation comes a little higher and higher. And and same for the fans too, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm, it sucks, you know, when I have – you know, having the bad stars, really, like, everything sort of super cross. And, uh, you know, riding's been good, but from outside look, it looks like I'm not really trying. Um, but, you know, team team and myself, I be- we believe we're working hard as we can to, you know, reach our goals. But, you know, sometimes it's tough when the results are not showing. We can talk about starts, and starts are everybody's nemesis. It seems like everybody goes through their learning curve, especially on a different bike with starts. Are we just going to ignore the fact that you've had two massively muddy rounds and San Francisco was just crap? <laughs> I'm not one to make excuses, but that's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, the San Francisco was was really tough one. So I, I went first in the heat race and in main event, uh, had a had a bike bike issue, so I couldn't really finish the race. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, no more rain. No more rain, please. <laughs> no. But, Joe, I bring that up because you've had many times in your career, everybody has, where you've been able to come back from stuff that, okay, it didn't start the way you wanted. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Like you said, you've got new stuff on the bike in Phoenix. So it's just learning, moving forward, and being better because of how maybe some failures happened at first. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about, if, you, if you're not showing in the result, you know, um... That, that look like you're not trying enough, but it's, uh, you know, this year, this year, I feel like every other year I was struggling to, struggling on the riding portion too, where I, I was like a few seconds slower. But this year I feel like I'm really close to uh, have a top pace. Sometimes I have like a, a fastest lap, but it's just like when you start really almost dead last every single time, like that's never gonna take you to uh, to where you want to be, so. It's a it's a new thing for me, um, but just trust me, we're we're working hard, but just not there yet. How do you ramp yourself up on a race weekend? Maybe let's say hours before coming into the fireworks, the intros, and all that. How do you ramp yourself up? Is it music? Is it quiet time? Everybody's got their different routines. Um, honestly, I I'm like I try to stay calmer. Um, I, I want to make a right decision on the track. So where some people like to you know hype up him their self and then you know get get in that mode but i like whenever i do that i'll make like a weird mistakes and stuff i try to keep keep it calm but yeah what's uh, what's difficult for me is the is the, the practice weeks you know uh every time you you finish outside of box it's like ah i i need to wait till another weekend so getting the uh Motivation during the week is uh, more important for me. How do you decide what you're going to wear each race? Uh, I mean, I didn't. I don't really decide 
on these stuff. It's I just leave it to Fox guys, and uh, I mean they're doing a really good job with it. Um, you know, last uh, two weeks ago, Anaheim too, they provided the, the three-way colored uh, custom kits. I think I thought that was really cool. Um, was there ever time you turned them down, saying, "Man, that just those those colors clash, bro"? And uh, not really. They come up with some like good stuff every single time. Yeah. And coming up next, Freak Nation, Dale Jr. He's not part of NBC's broadcast this year yet. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Keeping your pride and joy perfect is as easy as one, two, three. Start with Slick Mist Speed Wax. Simply mist on and wipe off for a professional detailer shine. For your tires and trim, there's Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Spray on and wipe off for better than new look. Then finish her with Lucas Slick Mist Interior Detailer. Just spray and wipe. Easy. Use Lucas Slick Mist Car Care Products and she'll never look better. Fast, easy, and professional. Really, it's sort of like having an extra set of hands. Or three. General Tire delivers. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! Yeah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up for one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals and hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks for your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works. Freak Nation, head to your local General Tire dealership now to check out the latest additions to their product lineup. The Grabber family of tires are engineered for durability and feature innovative performance features that offer all-terrain capability, blending exceptional off-road durability and impressive on-road performance, all while sporting aggressive style. For outstanding off-road performance coupled with strong street manners, look no further than General Tire. General Tire delivers for whatever you do in the official tire of Speed Freaks since 2001. 
A healthy weight, more energy, and smooth, regular bowel movements. Three things everyone strives for. It's me, Chuck Norris. There's one really important thing we don't talk about enough. Our health. Achy joints, digestive issues, weight gain, and fatigue. We're told these are normal signs of aging. So working with a team of health experts, we came up with Morning Kick. Morning Kick is a revolutionary formula combining 10 different supplements in one. Probiotics that help you lose weight. Prebiotics for digestion. Superfoods for muscles and joints. And several of the most powerful anti-aging supplements on earth. It'll help you feel youthful, energized, focused, and help manage stress. Anybody can achieve great health regardless of their age. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Use code FIT or text FIT to 511-511 and claim 40% off today. Every purchase comes with our 90-day money-back guarantee. Text FIT to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. wonder why a driver would consider running the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 on Memorial Day weekend. It's called the double and Kyle Larson is the fifth driver to give it a try. He's the 2021 NASCAR Cup champion so the challenge must be one of the boxes on his wide list. The double is 1100 miles of hardcore competition surrounded by some of the most ego-centered driven humans on the planet and that pun's intended robbie gordon tried the double five times and considered it a business decision he'd be top of mind all day and people would seek him out for weeks before and after the races i doubt business is at the top of larson's list even with his new race promotion company tony stewart is the only one to finish every lap in both races he was sixth at indy and third at Charlotte in the 2001 uh, event. Kyle Larson is testing in IndyCars. He's talked about how quick things happen in IndyCars' speeds. Wait until he gets in a race. I can only hope Larson has the discipline needed for success in both events. Peace. Your Statman Scat brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Some really crappy weather out there, Freak Nation. If you're in that crappy weather, okay, great weather. Regardless, make sure you're rolling on a new set of General Tires. A great website to check out. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride. You got yourself a sedan, a passenger car, a big old fat Jeep. Get those grabbers on that Jeep. They've got the tire for your ride. Go to GeneralTire.com. You know, Statman talked about the double. Mm Mm-hmm. I would love a Statman story about the actual full history of drivers doing the Coca-Cola 600 and the Indy 500 because up until the 70s, the Indy 500 was always run on Memorial Day proper, which was May 30th, not always on a Sunday, not always on a Monday. And then when Coca-Cola came around and started sponsoring after Charlotte was finally built, the Coca-Cola 600... They wanted it to be the last Sunday of the month of May. So the the closest Sunday to whatever Memorial Day was. So these races were not on the same day. Kill Yarborough, Donnie Allison, Bobby Allison, Bobby Johns. There were so many guys that did this double when it wasn't on the same day. The most successful being Donnie Allison winning Charlotte. But then days later, getting fourth in Indy. I mean, there's there's a. Oh, so he had a chance to take some naps and get some sleep in there. Yeah. 
pounds yeah, some beers. The double didn't become the double on the same day until John Andretti did it in 1994. That was the first time it was attempted on the exact same day. It's just mind blowing to me. The history of drivers wanting to cross over and do this, of these two events goes back pretty deep, but the actual double double on the same day, I just mean in and out reference. It's just crazy. It's not a double. It's like, I'm going to do the consecutive. Yeah, but they, they didn't have the opportunity to do it on the same day yeah, so because the 500 always wanted to be Memorial day proper. The 500 used to be on a Friday, on a Thursday, on a Tuesday and not weather related just because it was Memorial day proper. Yeah. So bizarre. So bizarre. So yeah, I'd love it if Statman dug into some of the interesting stuff there. The Wood Brothers, Weren't the Wood Brothers? <laughs> Nothing the else to say, Crash. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. Did the history right no, yes, there is. Yes, there is. I just, because Yarborough, didn't Yarborough have a brother, Leroy, or was that his brother or his cousin? Whatever. No, There's they were spelled a little different. They might have been distantly related. But yeah, the, and the reason that NASCAR guys came over was because of the Wood Brothers? I, I there No, there's a lot of history there that I don't know about, but I started learning more about for some reason a couple years ago, and I'm like, oh, you hit the highlights there, Grash. Sort of nailed it right there. <laughs> the bottom line is, I can't do it justice what Statman can do. I also didn't, so, I didn't know any of that, Crash. So I learned that's that's what I learned today. So thank you. You were today years old. I had, honestly, I had no idea that was the case. I wonder how many people out there thought the same thing. I always thought right. they were, I always thought they ran on the same day. I always thought the Indy 500 was always ran like Memorial Day weekend. So I did not know that. That's cool. I guess it's true. I mean, I, I'm going to believe you, Crash. <laughs> it sounds true. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> we're going to have people checking us out on MAV on the Freak Radio Network going, uh, yeah, half the crap she said was true. But you know that yeah. at least you, at least when you were talking, you believed that it was true, yes. which is, you know, half the battle. It was true. It is true. <laughs> many years, many years. It's just weird to me, though, thinking, I mean, I grew up in Indianapolis, so. I kind of have a his. I mean, I don't remember it actually remembering it. I remember it because people told me that the Indy 500 used to be on like a Friday or a Thursday. It was just. You did more than grow up in. You grew up at the racetrack. Your dad right. worked there. So you right. were you were there more times than most people. Yes. You were I mean, breastfeeding with your mom in the freaking pits, Crash. What are you talking about? In 1973. Huh? You are correct. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we got to get, we got to get yes. Crash to do. No joke. You, you do it. You can do it off the top of your head for crying out loud. It's like, let's get Stab Man to uh, introduce Crash. This is yes. the best thing you ever heard about the double. She's got it all right there. Take it away, Crash. Well, it used to be called the crossover and because it wasn't doubling up on the same day. Yeah, whatever. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of not getting things done or not being consecutive, I don't, I, that's probably a help that's a nice segue horrible, horrible segue <laughs> dale earnhardt jr's contract with nbc was up december 31st and as of this show he has not been signed re-signed or the contract renegotiated for nbc as they cover again the second half of wow the nascar cup season I know that with the developments, and Richie, you, you know more about the particulars than I do, the development of the new contract moving forward once these old contracts are up are going to be much different than what we're seeing now. But, Richie, do you think any of that plays into the fact that they haven't signed the still one of the most popular personalities in all of motorsports 
here in America? Do you think that plays into Yeah, he didn't get into it on his podcast, Dale Jr. Download, but this is his quote here. He said, my contract is up with NBC. It was up at the end of last year. I'm currently working through what that looks like for me. I definitely love being in the broadcast booth. I wanted to continue doing that. We've had some great conversations with all of NASCAR's TV partners. My home and my love is NBC, and I'd love to be back with them. So we'll see where it goes. But right now, I really don't have a job in terms of broadcasting. But you're right. Starting in 2025, we're going to have some brand new TV partners. TNT and Turner is going to come aboard for six races. Amazon's going to come aboard for six races. And the Xfinity series is going to be all broadcasted on the CW. So there's going to be some brand new partners coming in here. And I wonder, I mm-hmm. wonder if that's where Dale Earnhardt Jr. ends up. And I, I think, I don't remember if I tweeted this earlier this week or wanted to tweet it, but never did, which is if you're Amazon or if you're TNT, this is, you're, you're backing that freaking Brinks truck up right now. And you're making Dale Earnhardt Jr. the star of your broadcast. And end of story. I don't yep. care how many, like, especially Amazon, you have Jeff Bezos freaking money. You can spend $10 million an episode on, <laughs> on a show of, the, of, um, of what's the damn name of the thing? Of the JR token thing. Anyway, you can spend $10 million an episode. I remember Lord of the Rings. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't remember Lord of the Rings. They've spent 10 million. You remember Tolkien, but you can't remember Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They spent $10 million <laughs> an episode on Lord of the Rings. You back that up for Dale and her junior make him the star of your broadcast. I can't believe NBC even let his, his contract expire. Me and Statman have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we, I brought it up, like Dale and her junior is the face of your sport right now. Still to this day. And the fact that NBC wasn't like, Hey, here's all the money in the world to come back is, is incredible. And it's really stupid. Um, I'm assuming we're going to see him somewhere at yeah. the end of the, by the end of the season. Richie took the bait and ran with it. I'm glad that's where you went. Cause I, that's the intention of this conversation is I think Dale's being a little coy because this does not make any sense. Why don't you renew with him? It might be Dale saying, you know what? That brings truck that, uh, old Jeffrey Bezos is backing up is a hell of a <laughs> lot bigger than uncle NBC was paying me. You know what? It, yeah, that, that is might be the number one, but I think one of the issues Dale works as both a play-by-play guy, you know, lap by lap, and uh, also as an analyst. Maybe they want to make him the play-by-play guy uh, and not do so much analysis, uh, or maybe vice versa. Maybe he likes doing the play-by-play, and uh, but Dale is excellent. The whole NBC thing, I think is 15 steps ahead of uh, Fox. And uh, I would, I can't imagine them letting him get away for his talent, his excellence in the booth, and who he is in the NASCAR world. Crasher, you got about 30 seconds. Well, I was just basically thinking of the big merger, so to speak, that happened this week as well, or at least it was announced with Fox and TNT and Amazon. And, oh, who was left out of that? NBC, Peacock, CBS. And that that might have something else to do with what's going on right now. Just a lot as, to unpack. As Statman has said for the twenty almost 24 years, what's going on ain't really what's going on. That's not like <laughs> what's, Stephen A. What's Smith, happening right? ain't what's going on, yeah. <laughs> All right, man, we'll do it again next week. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Thank you, Lucas Oil and General Tires, as we do every ending of a Speed Freaks extravaganza. Shoot the juice to the moose to Statman. Got it loose. See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, 
or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. The NASCAR Cup Series returns to Worldwide Technology Raceway on June 1st and 2nd, 2024. The time to get your tickets is now. Let's go! Yeah! For only $10 down, you can lock in your seats for an incredible weekend of family fun featuring the Enjoy Illinois 300 and the Confluence Music Festival. It all adds up to one amazing party. Go to www.raceway.com for the hottest ticket of the year. The weekend racing is over, or is it? Not on MAV-TV. Monday is All-American Racing Night on the network which never leaves the track. Sit back and enjoy grassroots red, white, and blue racing from America's most iconic tracks. Whether it's the precise lines of pavement ovals or the door-banging action of the dirt, MAV-TV's Monday Night lineup will bring you all the action from this country's legendary four-wheel battlegrounds. Monday Night is All-American Racing, only on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. General Tire delivers. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. A healthy weight, more energy, and smooth, regular bowel movements. Three things everyone strives for. It's me, Chuck Norris. There's one really important thing we don't talk about enough. Our health. Achy joints, digestive issues, weight gain, and fatigue. We're told these are normal signs of aging. So working with a team of health experts, we came up with Morning Kick. Morning Kick is a revolutionary formula combining 10 different supplements in one. Probiotics that help you lose weight. Prebiotics for digestion. Superfoods for muscles and joints. And several of the most powerful anti-aging supplements on earth. It'll help you feel youthful, energized, focused, and help manage stress. Anybody can achieve great health regardless of their age. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Use code FIT or text FIT to 511-511 and claim 40% off today. Every purchase comes with our 90-day money-back guarantee. Text FIT to 511-511. Morning kick. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tax fees may apply. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.